It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. How are ya? Episode 50. That's right. Episode 50 of the Motown Rundown. 5-0. We're back. We're back. As Thin Lizzy once said, the boys are back in town. I think First, this has been the title of like three of our episodes It has, before. yeah. Every time... What happened just now? Oh, there we go. It's just <laughs> the, you, the, I'm telling you, the internet down here in uh, Holden Hall, not great. Uh, first episode of 2020, we are back from Christmas slash holiday slash New Year's slash Kwanzaa Hanukkah vacation. Second semester has started. There is snow on the ground, and the boys are back in town. That's about it. Ryan Rabinowitz, Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins coming to you. Impact 89 FM Studios in East Lansing, Michigan. How we doing? Good. That's all you got? I am. I, I, I'm That's the fired only up. juice. Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm. I'm. I'm gassed. What do you want? What do you want me to do? Hold on, get, hold on. Yeah. This is so loud in my ears. <laughs> like I'm it's sorry. unbearable. Turn your, turn your thing down. I don't know to tell you. Um. All right. So how how we doing? Let's let's catch up on uh. Let's catch up on the break. Let's let's backpedal a bit. Uh. Christmas, New Year's. Was it good? Had fun. What'd you get for Christmas? It was fun. Get to see the family. Just all hanging out, and then it's kind of weird now since I'm like the youngest, and my brother and sister obviously don't live at home anymore because they're a little bit older than me, and I'm just at home with my parents. It's just me, so it, it, it's kind of like boring after a while. No offense to Kelly and Amory, right? I'm I'm just I'm just like, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I I I guess I'll go to Planet Fitness because I. <laughs> I didn't find I didn't sniff yeah. the gym once over break. But I mean, admittedly, other than that, I had a good time. You see a couple buddies from home. Good. Always fun. Good to hear. Trent, how was yeah, your very, break? Yeah, very very similar. Uh, I worked quite a bit, but I made some money. That's At good. Rally house. Rally yes, house. I did. Grind. Rally house closing up in Granville. Had really? to had to help box everything no up. Way. Yeah, yeah, it's out of business. Yeah, it's not in a good location. Could we have helped at all? You should have started a fundraiser. You know what? Or I, I, Save I, rally house. I can't lie. I I. I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. I got you guys gifts, and you know what? I'm, Wait, I'm, whoa, whoa! I got, I got you gifts for what occasion? Just for just life. You'll when the Thank time you. comes to give you these gifts, I'll know. Way to set the bar high. But uh, I'm just I gotta, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna now I'm excited. I'm, yeah. gonna I'm, excited. A, I'm gonna give a hint. I'm kind of no, combining. don't, I don't no, 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 listen, no, no. I hate when people do like my buddy. All right, all right. Uh, my buddy was like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you a Christmas gift. Can I like give you a hint?" I'm like, no, dude, absolutely not. Just well, I'm not, I'm not gonna give you a hint at okay, what it is. Fine, fine. Do what you gotta do. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be a St. Patrick's Day gift. Oh no. Is it a St. Patrick's Day like themed Detroit sports then? <laughs> Possibly. Oh, so it is. So, yeah. No, 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 not like St. Patrick's Day theme. Okay. Just, just you know, it's very generous of you. Well, let me. Let my let break me... was fantastic. It good. was good to see the family. Good to hang out with the brothers as always. How yeah. was yours? How are you doing? It was good. Christmas was good. Uh, Santa was was good to me. Not that that's important because it's not. Yeah. There's there's you know a deeper meaning to Christmas. <laughs> uh, it was nice to get away. You know, you take. I I'll tell you what, man. The older you get, you just really appreciate the family time because nope. I've as time has gone on i've spent more and more time in east lansing because i just can't i love it here but that the thing about it though like the sunday you get back here you're like okay full tilt the next couple days boy yeah, like yeah. you're you're locked in for like the next like two yeah. weeks there was a point where i was like itching to get back up here but yeah everything was good had some you know i went i went back and worked too at little caesar's arena so that was a, a good time made some money 
had to. New Year's was fun here in East Lansing, but good, man. Everything was good. Um, glad to be back here for episode 50. How are you? 50 episodes, man. That's crazy. Yep. I was, I was, I've been planning to go back and listen to uh, the first episode and, and, and check in to how that was. I don't, I'm kind of scared to listen to my voice. It's hard to imagine that you've ever done a podcast that was like unlistenable. Yeah, I do. It's probably not unlistenable. It's just like you're like, I don't know how I was doing this by myself. I I really don't. That's why I'm curious to go back and listen and just like, what was it? What was it like? You know, I don't really remember. I'll I'll, I'll cut the sap, but you were, you're very talented at this. I always tell you, if you, if you don't do anything in business, you should probably take this up because I don't know. You've been doing it for four years or whatever. It's all good. I, I was going to say this when we were talking about the holidays. I just imagine like Trent's basement with like just three brothers are just wrestling at all yeah, times. Like, There's this like mini basketball they, they have at all those, times. like foam pads that you can piece together like on the ground. You know what I mean? Those there, little tiles. Like, so, there's like this, the puzzles. The puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's this holes in a wall from like people didn't shoved into Dude. on accident. That happens though. Like I, I oh, put yeah. a hole mini or two in the wall. Yeah. A lot of broken ping pong paddles. Oh, of course. Of, yep. of course. Yep. We actually um, got some new ones for Christmas. You turn 22 tomorrow. Are we going to talk about that? I do turn 22 tomorrow. I, you you want to hear something yeah. funny? <laughs> I thought it was his birthday today, and Rapino would send us a text about his birthday yesterday, about some of the festivities <laughs> tomorrow. But I was like, oh, so wait, you turned 21, I mean 22 over the break? And he's like, no, it's tomorrow, dude. And he already texted us today. Yeah, so I, just I literally looked, invited looked like you. Actually, you guys asked if you want to go to dinner tomorrow, and Collins was like, so how was your birthday? I go, it's tomorrow, dude. Dude. That's not, classic. Not a good look. It's fine. But yeah, I turn 22 tomorrow. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because there's no more good birthdays anymore. My golden birthday happened about 13 years ago, uh, January 9th. <laughs> so uh, I and then I already turned 21. So everything here is just downhill. Or it's just they're patronizing birthdays. Like you turn 30. It's like, oh, you turn 30. It's like, God. Yeah. Like, oh, I no. Show, I feel like the Nets like monumental one is like 25 when you're like the like little like quarter life crisis. Is that when you become yeah. a middle-aged man? When do you become a middle-aged no, man? No, no, it's not at 25. Whoa. What are you talking what, 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 what are like we talking about? Yeah. It's like 40 yeah. or 50. Well, okay, yeah, probably, but that's a big range. Yeah. yeah. You can start at 30. Okay. I mean, whatever. Uh, last semester, though, here, too, yeah. for me. That's what sucks. I was. It really hasn't It really hasn't set in yet. Um, classes are great so far. I have class Monday, Wednesday. First class is at 1240. I got three classes back to back to back, and I get in and get out. Uh, love the classes. So I have no Julian class Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Correct, correct. That sounds amazing. I have Julian Mitchell, co-host of the Green and White Report, as in one of my classes. Were which you is hyped? Awesome. Yeah, we we. Uh, it was funny how we figured it out that we were in the same class, but saved him a seat today. He was three minutes late. Not a big deal. Um, but it's good, man. It's just you know, it's it's everything's nostalgic now, and I'm trying to you know even. Walking out to my car, like I'm, you know, you're looking around, you're soaking it all in, but I'm excited, man. Like, I'm not excited to graduate, but it's just exciting being here and having that, you know, that extra little anxiety, the good, the good stress, the you stress about um, my time here coming to an end. But um, how was the semester for you guys to start off? Like in your classes, you're already, Colin's already digging yourself a hole, already behind on readings. Just how you roll, though. Come on, come on, stop. You're a play from behind kind of guy. No, I'm not. I... (laughs) Look at my GPA. It's pretty good. Oh, num- pretty pretty good okay. numbers. Check the box pretty, score. Pretty good numbers over there. Okay. Just okay. Kidding. Who cares? I'm, I'm doing fine. I that's guess. Good, I, I got. I got an. Uh, listen to this. Online class. Spanish. Five credits. It's Jeez. a hack. 
Yikes. That sounds that horrible. Also, Legal? my best friend's a Spanish major, so I'm kind of... Oh, so you're going to cheat the whole way through. That's all right. Yeah. I'm not saying Whatever. anything, but... Whatever. Uh, Don't incriminate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we move into the rest of the stuff today, let's give a little rundown on the Motown rundown here. Uh, we do have Bachelor talk today. We yes. do. Um, admittedly, I want to be very transparent with our fan base, if you can even call it a fan base. Uh, we did do a little bit of a scheduling change to the Motown yes. rundown. One, partially because... We do the show on Monday because the Lions usually play on Sunday and it's fresh and whatever. Now we don't really have that urgency. So as Colin said to us via text, which was smart, it's probably better that we do it middle of the week. Because yeah. we miss so many like exactly. breaking we news we're, stories. We're, yeah, last year we were famous for missing breaking news because they would happen a day after we would do I'm the Yeah, I'm telling you, Tuesday is notoriously like the day yeah. for NFL transactions. But, I don't know why. But The Bachelor is in full swing now, and all three of us are Bachelor fans. So if anything, it gives us time. To, we're prepping for content. So. Yes. Uh, we have now we're moving to Wednesdays, so you can expect episodes to come out on Thursdays. I will do a second part to that in a second because we have some very exciting news. Um, but today on the Motown Rundown, uh, we'll talk about The Bachelor. So if you don't like it, don't care. You don't want to hear. I mean, you can move on, skip through the episode. Um, we we got. So I have some advice to give yeah. based on some things that I saw. Okay, I, I want to ask you, what is your bachelor like fandom? Were you a casual fan until this season? There, there's no judgments on like yeah. like what what type of bachelor fan are you? Um, I am a sporadic on and off fan. So there, like I remember some past seasons where I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Was it Chris? Maybe there's a lot of Chris. Oh, I'm sure. Was it the farmer from Iowa? Because he's like in prison now. Oh, great! Yeah. Um, not, but I, not, I, he might not be. Anymore. I don't. I don't lock in and watch every episode. This is probably the first year that I will sit down and watch every episode because I'm having like we have Bachelor Wet Mondays now. Like me and some of the boys, we got the, we had the wine, yeah. we had the cheese, the sausage, you know, and we were just chilling. We had a draft too. We drafted our our girls. Okay. Um, and so I'm I'm a I'm a casual fan, but this season I'm locked in. I, I'm gonna tell you guys, I've been watching The Bachelor with my sister. So when my my sister went to Michigan State and they have a five year teaching program. So my senior year of high school, my sister lived at home with us while she was student teaching. And I, I, I watched a couple of seasons of The Bachelor when I was a younger when she was at home. She got me back into it and ever since I've been hooked. It's Good. If you like reality TV, you need to be watching The Bachelor. Yeah, it's it's top notch. It like it's like people are like, oh, it's garbage. Well, all reality TV is garbage. It's just the best product of this garbage. Yeah, best and of I, the worst. I eat up all of it. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. It's fantastic. I personally have never watched a season of it, but I do watch The Bachelorette in the summers because my <laughs> brother and I love watching that. Brock, shout out Brock. We just watch it. It's good. Ba- Bachelorette better than The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think so too. I mean, and it's more just you know, in the summer I have more time. Yeah. Just watch it. Yeah. But um, yeah, we watch that and Big Brother. Those are two. Su- Bachelor shows. in Paradise is the best out of them all. But. It is. I agree. Um, but if you if you want to skip through the Bachelor portion, we will talk Tigers. A couple signings that we do have to mention. Uh, we have Red Wings for a hot sec for you. Some updates there. Pistons, some pretty uh, substantial news there. And we need to have a real uh, uh, come to uh, come to Jesus talk about the direction of this team based on some recent news. We will touch on Lions. Uh, we were we will tease a little report card action that we will give to the Lion position groups that Trent uh, put together, and, we, and, and Collins and I will give our grades as well because you want to write up a piece or whatever. So we'll let you do your thing. Yeah. Um, and then we'll wrap up. We do have to go over the picks one more time and, and do the leaderboard there. We all know how that's probably going to shake out. Um, but before we get started here with our Bachelor talk to open the show, uh, we do have to mention some very exciting news. I know at the end of every episode, I always say, check us out on iTunes. And to be honest with you, I don't think we've ever been on iTunes. So 
Now, it's hard to find it. We are, but it's hard to find it because we are not branded as the Motown Rundown right. anywhere. So exactly. if people want to find us, they got to search WDBM. Exactly. Whatever. So thanks to our friend Steph here at the station, you can now listen to the Motown Rundown on iTunes and on Spotify. So you go into your search bar, you're on iTunes, Motown Rundown, hit subscribe. Every time we post a new episode, it'll come right to your feed. On Spotify, I think you can follow the Motown Rundown. So yes. same kind of deal. Every time a new episode comes out, you'll get a notification. You can listen to us there. Now we can actually track to see if anyone ever, li- ever listens, say, which is great another, because I don't yeah. know if a- anyone actually listens to us besides our parents and my Uncle Steven. Uh, so either way, beside that, uh, very exciting news. I'm going to keep pressing that until the end of the semester because yeah. I mean, people need to know. We're you out think there. your Uncle Steven's on like this bachelor talk? Then he's a bachelor, right? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. We never really talked about it. Okay, but, let's get into it. Okay, we'll get into it. Okay, we'll move along now to The Bachelor. Uh, did you watch the first episode, Trent, or no? Of course. Okay. Thoughts on the first episode initially. First of all, do you like Peter? No, because yeah. I because because I don't have any background on Peter. No, because I, like I didn't him. I didn't watch the past episode, so I was kind of learning about the whole yes. Peter Hannah B thing as it was rolling on. Well, Mike should have been the Bachelor. Yes, one thousand percent. Mike should have been the Bachelor. Would have been a lot better. Pete is fine. Like if you watched last season with Colton, dude, he's so awkward. Colton, no, no, no. It, yes. It's such an awkward like job though. You're like yeah, it's true. so you you're gonna be like the first couple episodes he's gonna be awkward. Mike should have been it. I, I'm I couldn't say that more. But at the same time, Pete is fine. Pete is like the most okay. generic bachelor of all time. Just white. He's got his beard. Like what? He's a good looking guy. But I mean, it, it, it it's a I mean, it's one of the best cast of girls I've ever seen on this show. It looks wise, it, we don't judge. We're no, not being. It, it's like in bachelor wise. It's just like looks slash like drama. Typical bachelor. Like there's a million girls from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Like all of them, yeah. I think. But and they're uh, all flight attendants too, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like the whole pilot shit. I mean, th- I get he is was, a pilot, but it's too much. All these girls who thought that was original to come in and do that, it's like you have got to be losing your mind. Of yeah. course, all these girls are going to do stuff with paper airplanes and pilots and. The the girl who did a windmill thing, good for her. Yeah, Pete's, her you know, look, he's he's all right, Peter. Uh, I like he's a family guy. You know, I thought it was a bit cheesy. You're, you're, you know, how convenient that your parents are renewing your vows when you're going on The Bachelor. Okay, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, that wasn't cheesy. That happened because of that. Right, right. well, ex- exactly. First so, of all, if I'm that girl, I would crawl in my skin. I would hate that with all my life. She loved it. Who take? He took Madison, right? Yes. Yes. Madison, who's... I believe the daughter of the Auburn bas- women's basketball coach. I thought she yeah. played. Yes, 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 Madison. Yes. Yep. Well, well, at the same time, crawling in my skin. No, I agree. I couldn't. That's I, a tough first date. Hey, you want to go watch my parents renew their wedding vows? By the way, when and she caught, when she caught the bouquet, that oh was like so staged. That that the thing about the Bachelor and like Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, it's like there's a lot of things that are really fake about it, yeah. which is like fine. I accept it and stuff, but. It doesn't like stop the fact that I cringe and I get mad probably yeah. like half of the show, but I still like it because yeah. I just like all the like drama and juice. But yeah, oh my god, would you, like what if you walked in that situation? A girl takes you, yeah, we're gonna go see her parent. My parents renew their vows, and then she's renewing the vows. So you're sitting, <laughs> yeah, you, by yourself. Yeah, yeah, who's, yeah, who's this guy? Yeah, you're like, you're who's si- this guy? You're sitting next to uh, what's it called? You're sitting in a, like whatever. Uh, Uncle, I'm sitting next to Uncle <laughs> Steven. I haven't even met Uncle Steven. Yeah. To, I'm like, to, who's for that, this guy? for that to be like the first date, and I still think too, man. It's like, look, I'm not in that position. I don't judge, 
But to go in for the makeout kill right away, like when the first thing you do is you want to sit I mean, down that's and make just out the bachelor. with them. That's just I the know, bachelor. but it's just it's just it's just slimy it, to it, me. It, it kind of sets a bad precedent. I so what well, what we can so my draft that we did, I picked eighth out of ninth. I we think went, you have the favorite. We went snake draft. I got I got Kelly. I don't know how Kelly Dude, fell to eighth. I don't either. Is Kelly the, the She's one, the one they, that he knew. they met in the hotel? Okay, by she the way. She cheated on the race and everyone got pissed. She, okay, I'm just going to say this very bluntly. They banged in the hotel. Can we just talk about that? They did. I'm sorry. Didn't you they, tweet that? I No, I Was texted you guys. No. Oh, yeah. I, I, I try yeah, and keep you it, did tweet us Try and keep it PG. Looking for an internship right now. But, uh, I, <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, 100%. That storyline, they're setting that storyline up for yep. her to just be like, drop it. Like, yeah, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find be, out. We'll be we like, will. well, something else happened in the hotel. It's like, see you next week. And it's just like yeah. Chris Harrison. Like, yep. that's happening. Yeah, and some but girls I went, are crying. I went Kelly, and I came back, and I got Victoria P. I, I, to me, it's a, she it's stinks. a, it's a She's three out. It's a three-dog race. Yeah. It's Hannah Ann, Madison, and Kelly. Everyone else is irrelevant. I, this, is, this is one of the first times I've watched the show and been like, this is these are the three. Well... I, I I think there's like an there's always like an obvious like okay these people are making it to hometowns which is the final four yeah so I, I Hannah Ann definitely made it into hometowns she just has that like bachelor like universe vibe yeah, yeah. shot like that like I'm in country music video she like, lives on the circuit yeah yeah that's good she so, reminds me of Hannah B actually a li- yeah a little bit what's it called everyone was like making that comparison that she looked like the Disney star yeah. did you see that starstruck Disney- yeah from starstruck. That was funny. But, Shout uh, out my friend Paige. She noticed that before anything on Twitter. She yeah. was like, he, she looks like the girl from Starstruck. And I'm like, no idea. Well, okay. It's before my time. No, but I'll say this about <laughs> Hannah Ann. Say what you want about her. There was a lot of like people, not fans of her. She's aggressive. That's what you have to do to get noticed. Yeah, but, but I wasn't getting they're, irritated. They're, they're, she is doing there's too disrespectful much. aggression. Oh, yeah. dude, it's definitely a thing. The like, smile? For example. She gave that girl she's watch very out. Pet. Watch and out. I'll tell no, you what, what you don't out. what you don't do too is after you interrupt the encounter and then the girl walks away and she goes, Oh, I love your dress. Whoa. That's I mean, that's gonna come back. Like people that gets the wheels turning a little yep. bit. Those are some fighting words. Oh, for sure. Well, what I what you I don't didn't compliment the dress on no, the way out. You don't. That's sorry. I I was gonna say something. It's not not relevant. Never okay. Mind. Either way. Um. But I wanna. I think the There's big some... the big storyline here is the Hannah B situation. Yes. Okay. First of all, it's it's gonna be taken care of like in the first five minutes in that episode. So I've moved on. You think so? She was on Dancing with the Stars. How do the schedules correlate? They just don't. That she's not in the house. She's not coming back to the house. I don't think she is either. But and, and I, I think they're setting up. Sorry for turning you off, no, but no, I, go. They're, they're definitely like, hey, Pete, we need a strong moment out of you. Just be like, hey, I, I don't want to be anyone's third choice. Like he said yes. that, and I think they're gonna like next week. They're gonna make it even more. It's like I'm over you, blah blah blah. And then it's like and now a new beginning. Like it's gonna be on like a balcony. It's like after all that happened, like the last night. He's like, I'm ready to start fresh. And now, and now we're locked into the well, season. Well, that's why I, I tweeted. Here's the thing, and I want everyone at home listening to this to pay attention to what I'm about to say. Okay, you are worth more than to be someone's second option, let alone third option. So for Hannah B to, to send to send him home. What a tough bounce for Hannah B, by the way. Ugh. Right. Jad, pigeon Jad. Right, on, but, to, but to, whatever. It is what it is. To, to send him home is, you know, if you're, again, Pete, heartbroken, I understand. And then for her to then, after the final rose, who she, Tyler, is who she then asked out. And Dude, Pete, that and was Pete, but, bogus. But Pete brought up a good point. He goes, did you ever think about asking me? So my point being here is that if, you know, you are, 
no one's third option. So well, I'm looking at I'm looking at Pete. And I'm going, dude, have some dignity. She's lost everything now. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You need to tell her to kick rocks. You're not coming back into the house. I loved you with all I had. I don't think you ever loved me like I loved you. That's it. We're done. No problems with what you're saying. The reality is though, it's a it's a TV show set up as competition. Right. And, and both of those other guys weren't viable options, as she now finds out. So now she's having regret. And here's the thing. Here's what I hate about just like egos in general. By the way, anyone who knows me knows that I hate arrogance. Like I I know everyone does, but I, I cannot take it. Like when people are arrogant and they stand up and they're like, I'm the best in the room, I, I can't stand that crap. Yeah. But either. this is what I hate about egos. Both of them clearly want each other. Collins is probably right. They're going to get over it, like, right away. Like, over it yeah. is, is a loose term because they probably will still have feelings for each other for a very long time. But they're going to get over it and move on. But the problem is they both want each other. It's just neither one will sink a little a little below the other and say, hey, I want not, you. But that's not sustainable. They want each other out of desperation because he's always – he's wanted her since the that's show. That's true. And she now has no one. She's like, oh, who's the, who's the one guy that's going to stick around just, for me? And it it's just, Pete. It just doesn't change the fact that neither of them will say it that's what bugs me because they're both too proud to just say i want you because remember they're, they're they're going back and forth and it is nauseating to listen to they're like i i just i i don't know how to feel you know how you feel what do you mean you don't know how to feel? You're sitting in this back room right. with mascara and, and you know all over your and face. That's, I think that's a that's a bigger conversation than just the commentary to the society we live in now is how people are. No one likes to share feelings. They're yeah. very closed off. They don't know how to interact. I I just think. The best part of The Bachelor and, like, Pete and Hannah, I am over it. I, like I said, they're going to move on, like, immediately. It's going to be, like, a non-factor. Well, what For, if what if they, uh, what if if they Mike ends up coming in and it's just The Bachelor? Dude, I would love it. I, I would, too. Mike should have been The Bachelor. This, th is, this is where I get fired up because I watched The Bachelorette. So, like, yeah. I watched those guys. And Pete was always my least favorite out of, like, the final. I, I, I'm not going to say I like Luke P more than Pete. But Luke P was at least entertaining. Pete's not entertaining. No, I, I agree. Mike was the guy. They didn't go with Mike. We're moving on. Pete's fine. <laughs> He's better than Colton. There's been some rough seasons. Like Nick Vile. Um, like, come on, dude. Bro you, oh, brother. That guy stunk. That I guy. Don't, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I know. I've this never is watched. Like, so I, I know. know. Yeah. I, know. This I is, wish I could no relate. I, I'm just like, the best part of The Bachelor is the first episodes and then the last, like, three. Yeah. The first episode, like, what was your guys' favorite entrance? I think that's an important thing. The, the the whole like blindfolding and kissing them. See you later. Dude, You're kicking that was my, way too aggressive. I, dude, I liked it. I, <laughs> I mean, that was here's that the thing. I kind of liked it too. I kind of liked it too. Who, but who, who did no. that? Was that Kylie that did that? Who I don't know what her name is, but she's a non-factor. I think she's gone. I think she's gone. Isn't yeah, she? You can't do that. You cannot like give all the tricks out of the bad. No one who does that one. lasts. Yeah, they don't N last. Yeah, that's weak. That's like night one. Night one stuff. I didn't like all the like. The cow was obnoxious. That was ridiculous. I would have been furious. Uh, <laughs> I like. I'd be like, get this cow off out of here. Get it that like. Get it the f out of here. And then I will say this: the core of that girl, whoever got to prove that, they just like that girl. Yeah. Because they're like, you know what? She's nice. We're gonna give her the red core of that. That's the coolest entrance you can make. Yeah, that was good. Definitely. The I'm drama. Think. Who Hannah Ann was that? The drama. The drama letter was wow. That was and we we were taking. That's we were so doing, soft. You had to take a drink every time there was a, a cringy or awkward moment in the the grandma letter. It was a very nice letter, but to pull that out of your pocket in the first time you meet someone, that's I, who. It's a lot to handle. Yep. Um. But whatever. The season next episode is on Monday. It's gonna be on the same time as the national championship, right? Yeah, but so I'm gonna have to record. Actually, the I don't know. I don't know because they're by the same. They're on the 
same like oh are they because both AB- on ABC yeah. yes so I think they oh, might the, move the it bachelor- to Tuesday oh. Bachelor might move to Tuesday oh I could be wrong could be wrong or Bachelor could be at five p.m. No, I'm that's totally a, no. kidding. I know they would It'd be after. I feel like, or it's just like the games on ESPN and Bachelor. Stays you know on what? ABC. I think it is after, isn't it? No. I feel like that's been a thing before. No, dude, because the national championship ends at like one thirty in the morning. No, and not that late. I'm yeah, like, it does, eh. dude. That Clemson Alabama game with Deshaun Watson won it. I eh. went to bed. I well, couldn't was, stay up. Yeah, for it was an OT. It was insane. Yeah, I was falling. I remember I was falling. That wasn't even in OT. That was in regulation. That's true. It's yeah. bad. Truth. But okay, let's just give our favorites before we move on to. Detroit sports. Okay, are we doing favorites as in, like, if I was the Bachelor, who I would pick? Or... How about how about you give the person you would pick if you're on a Bachelor? I feel like this is very shallow because we just, <laughs> we just see more. Yeah. We're just basically like, who do we think is the most attractive? Yeah. Um, yeah but how about you? No, just in the competition. Of who? Of what? Who's going to win it, I think? Yeah. Um, I think right now, I would say you have to say Madison as of right now. Was she the one that did the, 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 the dinner? Date. Yep. Okay. I would. You had. To, I mean. Okay. It's. I'm telling you, Madison, Hannah, Ann, or Kelly. Well, I think I'm, all three. Are Kelly's be there in a the problem. End. I'm Kelly, go, I am the go- whole health, the hotel storyline. That's a problem. Yeah. I'm going with Kelly's Kelly. Going somewhere. I'm going with Kelly because she. Listen, she won the 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 Sky Tour of L. A. Whatever. Yeah. Like she she probably would have gotten the first like date yeah. if she didn't win that. I mean, he because clearly he wants to get to know her better and like revisit some stuff. So. I I mean I will say this. Hannah Ann came on very strong, <laughs> very very beautiful woman, very beautiful woman. Gorgeous man. Wow. I mean, I mean, the people that get on the show are not real people. The guys and girls and are I way like, too attractive. I like that she's she's very family oriented. Okay, and <laughs> it's been one of how no, do you know she, she's family oriented? Dude, did you not watch her little introduction? She told yeah, okay. them straight up. She yeah. She, no, listen, she's crazy. She has crazy eyes too. She's, yeah. She does have she's crazy, got crazy eyes. eyes. She does. What's wrong with her? I don't know, dude. No, no, but, but she was getting like every time someone well, would talk to him, she would be there. Like, can I get some time? Well, like, the, who was it who tried to confront her about it? That, and then she was I like, don't know. "Well, I she, want that for you too." Oh, and that I was, was like, "This is awkward." That man. when she did that, she said, "I want that for you too." Smiled. It was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, this girl <laughs> might kill her." Yeah. I, like actually, no, that's like a thought I had in my mind. I was yeah. like, "This is what." Like, watch. By out. the way, watch Vic- out. Victoria P. throwing on the glasses late in the episode. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Power. Wow. Y'all are crazy. Every, no, wow. no, no. No, everyone was like, wow. Who is that? Yeah. It looked like Demi from last season. You know what Demi looks like? I, I don't. Okay. Sweat, I, I should no, 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 no. Getting a little hot over Okay, here. I'm going to say Hannah Ann's not going to win, but she will be the Nets Bachelorette. Okay. That is my prediction for this season. And I the, don't think Madison has it. Like, if she doesn't no, no, win, no. she's not going to. But it's, I agree. And then I think I Madison feels like someone who would win the Bachelorette. It's always like the like one year, like, they're like second or third, like one that yeah. like I don't know, like maybe she'll like get there and then they end up winning it every time. I like yeah. Madison. It's okay. I, yeah. All right. Well that's our bachelor talk for the Wait, week. Wait, so, he didn't predict what oh, you did? Kelly. Kelly. He said Kelly, okay. dude. Come on. All right. So now we'll talk about sports. I don't okay. know. We should just do like a bachelor podcast, man. What are we, why that, are we that even talking su- about sports? That was suggested in the impact meeting, but I kept well, my mouth shut. You know shut. what? It, here's the thing. We could do it, but it can't be branded as an impact sports podcast. I'll be out. Hey, I'll go But on. actually, that was enjoyable. Wait, wait. I got to ask. I could do I a pop. I do it. I, could, I should work for E. I could do it. You probably could. I know. We're going to do a podcast giving life advice. I have one question for you both, because this is a question we could ask in any week during the show, but do you guys like Chris Harrison? Yes, yes I love, love him. him. Love oh, my God. You guys love are him. killing me. You don't like no, Chris Harrison? Dude, he's, he, he's the cringiest person on the face him. of the earth. 
Love him. Why do you like him? Because he hosts the show? Like, is it just because he's very professional? Cause, cause I like the way he carries himself. Professional. He has he the greatest job of all time. That's well, why I, I like him. I, he literally shows up for 10 minutes in like running time per episode and he goes, Ladies, time for the final rose. And then he goes, Okay, I'm going to go back to the driving range in Santa and California. Chris, Chris work Harrison. Work on my short game. Chris Harrison is what, keeps, is what keeps this show from being the Jersey Shore. Because without him mediating, That's it's so a, it's false. chaos. Anybody no, it's could not that, mediate no, the show. No, but he's he's the figurehead now. You need him. You because need... he's the only constant. No, 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 no. But at the ending of the show, like when we get to the later episodes where you're starting the live audience and then the people yes, back in the crowd, uh, he, dude, he. Oh, he's, at, he's good at that. But that's, picture... that's why you need him. He asks those questions that just dig uh, into your heart. I just don't. No, no. He's I mean, they're, they're on a note card. It's not him. No, yeah, it is. You guys are He so, has that listen, connection. No. He's a great people person. He, he knows is. how to I don't get know. these I, answers. I, how you have beef with him is that well, he's not even, he's not even in the episode. Like, he's fantastic. I feel the same way about but Julie Chen on Big Brother. You guys don't watch it, but you, so you wouldn't understand. Next week's but. a big week for a lot of girls because there's been a lot of crying, a lot of poor me's. Step up. No, no. Step up. Make no. a statement. The na- I will get say in someone's th- face. Come on, Kelly. I, I want to see a n- fingernail of the eye. <laughs> I will, I'm, I'm going to watch every episode of this season strictly for the podcast, but I would usually do this every time I watch The Bachelor. Not Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelorette. Watch The Bachelor. Watch the first episode, skip the next two, and then back in. Because the next two are so meaningless, but yeah. for the sake of content, yeah. I will be watching. Okay, either way, we're moving on now. We'll talk about some Tiger stuff, if you don't mind. How are you, Tigers? Making Tigers. actual news. The Tigers making news. Um, First piece here, Tigers signed Michael Fulmer to a one-year deal for $2.8 million. Of course, he missed all last season with the Tommy John surgery. Uh, his 2018 stats with the Tigers, 3-12, and 12, a 1.31 whip. And a 4.69 ERA, not great, uh, but it's good to see. I forgot about Michael Fulmer. I did too. Honestly, I was like, oh, hey, Michael Fulmer's back. I didn't even know that he was a free agent. Yeah. But um, Well, it was so awkward when he went off last yeah, year. Yeah, it was. It I was, mean, that that was a devastating injury too because yeah. I was like, wow, this guy actually had trade value coming into this year. It was one year. of the only things you were clinging to, which, honestly. Which leads me to the way I want to phrase this before we move into the other two signings is, you know, in best case scenario, what do you want to see out of Michael Fulmer this year? Would you like to see him play well enough to get trade? Because at me, it, at this point now in his career, I like Mo- I like Michael Fulmer. I like what he brings to the table as far as his, his stuff, as they say in the baseball world. But I think now, given where he's at, um, he's gonna be well. He's gonna be cheap for the next couple of years, That's the unless thing. he shows you. So I I wouldn't mind signing him and keeping him around because you have some sort of veteran presence who's still a pretty young guy. So I just don't think the market's there anymore for him. I can't imagine. I don't care how good of a year he has. You're not gonna get what you were gonna get with him. Uh, two years ago, two, three years ago. So at this point, you hope he pitches well. He could be a guy that gets forced out of the rotation if these young guys actually start to pitch well. But, I mean, he's making less than $3 million right now. He's not going to make a ton more next year, no matter how well he pitches. I like to keep him around, but it's good that he's back. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like all you did was sign him to avoid arbitration. It's not like you broke the bank or anything, which, you know, you'd be stupid to do that. But it's like similar kind of how I feel about Blake Griffin, even though the contract contract details are different. But the Tigers kind of missed the boat on their window to trade him. Uh, for top value at least, but at, at this point, I'm with you. I just think you got to hang on to him and try to get some resemblance of a rotation together. Because as Collins has said in the past, it's like 
Matt Boyd is another guy on this roster who needs you feel, to go. No, yeah. exactly because it's like he's not going to be your best guy right. when he's he's your best guy right now, and he's maybe a fourth or fifth starting pitcher on on a good competing team. And I think Fulmer is is one better than that. So I just would hang on to him at this point. It's it's a year to year thing. We'll see how he does this year because this surgery clearly affects a lot of people in different ways. Right. But we'll we'll see. When I look at Fulmer and I like. Once the Tigers went into, like, full rebuild mode, because Michael Fulmer, like, his first couple of years, he was a part of those, like, Justin Upton, like, they maybe be able to get into yeah. the playoffs. And, like, they yeah. just miss it in, in Atlanta. They fall short there. I believe that was my senior year of high school. But I, at this point, you're trying to trade him. And you hope that he redeemed some sort of form. And, and by no means was Michael Fulmer ever bad for the Tigers. Right. He just, his value was so high. Because it was yeah. always about his upside. And it, it wasn't even that. He was just nasty. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was always a concern in a tighter organization that, hey, maybe his arm might fall off. He's that <laughs> really violent, like, release. Power arm, yeah. That's his, his release and his, his motion is what. Yeah. From, like, day one, they basically said I, he it could, like, it's viatile. Wait, yeah. Did I say that right? Volatile. Volatile. Yeah. Wait, I didn't say that right either. <laughs> but what I, I <laughs> volatile. Shut up. Yeah, that's the right word. Volatile. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but I yeah, agree. Yeah, I, it's just like, it's what the like the Tigers have tried to do the last couple of years. Let's assign these guys to shorter term deals and cheap deals, and right. see if we can get some value in the form of prospects. And I, I hope he pitches well. And I like Michael Fulmer. I, I, I was a big guy who said, hey, you can't trade him. This guy's a stud. Same same thing. Yeah, and and at the at the same time, I was wrong. They should have traded him. But that's that's hindsight. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Hindsight's twenty twenty. And I back when the, the talks were you need to get rid of him now, I was kind of like, dude, this is the this is like the best pitching prospect you've had in a long time. No doubt. Why would you trade him? And yeah. now, as I said, I don't mean to just reiterate what I said. But at this point, I just think the value for him, even if he does have a great year this year, it's almost worth you give him another year or two under contracts, then you flip him in a year or two so he can prove himself. Like It's a guy that I think can keep the rotation together. Matthew Boyd is where I now look to and go, this is a guy I like to see moved in the offseason. He will not have as good of a year as he no. did last year. And the same thing will happen as Fulmer. Like he, I'm, not that he'll get hurt necessarily, but he'll, his value will just drop. Right. Yeah, I Boyd needed to leave after last. I I agree. Yeah. It's and that again. It's, Nothing against. I like Boyd too. Right. Really He's good a, person. Yeah, yeah. Does a lot of good things for the community. Family man. Yeah. It's not. It's not like. It's just like you gotta get value when they're valuable. Like I understand the trade market in MLB and just in general the free agent market. The MLB is weird. They're gonna go into a lockout or whatever a strike because. The value of the players are not being represented anymore yeah. with money because everyone's at this money ball type of thing. And the Tigers are and people are stuck in the past of what people have gotten in the past for like trades. At this point, you just had to accept it. And like I understand you got a bag of balls for JD Martinez. It's still better than getting nothing for Matthew. Correct. Boyd. Correct. Um, two more signings to mention here, too, as we move away from Michael Fulmer. Tigers signed veteran infielder CJ Crone and Jonathan Scope. Uh, playing first base and second base together in Minnesota last year, respectively. They both signed one-year, $6.1 million deals. Uh, both. Of th- this is the exact same thing they tried to do with Mercer and Harrison, and they both got hurt, and they both sucked. So you now get two guys that are better than Mercer and Harrison, Okay. Uh, and, and your goal now is to obviously do what you couldn't do last year with those guys and hope they play well, trade them to a playoff. This is, this is textbook 
why these guys are here. And I've always been very, I used to get very worked up about why do you bring these guys in and just plug holes for, for your prospects. I don't know who's coming up to play first base for the Tigers. I have nope. no idea. I don't know who's coming to play second base. Maybe Isaac Paredes. I don't know who. Yeah. They have a lot of guys up the middle there that they're trying to move around. Willie Castro, Harold, whichever Castro it is that's supposed to be a middle infielder. No idea which one is which. Right, but I mean, look, uh, C.J. Crone just turned 30, career 258 hitter, 114 home runs and 365 RBIs in six years. Uh, Jonathan Scope had 256 with 23 home runs and 59 ribbies with the Twins last year. He's an all-star in 2017. So the big thing is here, you now found your 4-5 and five hitter. Yep. And already on paper, the Tigers look way better than last year. Yes. Way better than last year. And last year was an absolute dumpster fire. And I don't know where guys like Brandon Dixon fit into the mix. Jacoby Jones is going to have a – this is a very important year for him. Guy they got from Atlanta. Right, demerit. Yeah. yeah. So we're so you're going to see some – I mean, you're either going to see some pretty substantial progress here or this might be a season where you go, well, we might be in trouble here. I – I think this whole season depends on if the young pitchers get to Detroit and how they look. I gotta see someone. That's this what year, I was man. gonna say. That's I what it is for me. It's, it's pitching. I, I and I think you're gonna see Manning and Mize at least. I don't know if Franklin Perez can even get on the mound. The guy just gets hurt every single time. Dude, we just have to see Mize. No, that, like I, at I, a I bare think, minimum, I, that's where I'm. I at. I think at a bare minimum, you got to see Manning and Fado. I'm looking. I'm looking at a Manning, Fado, and, and Burroughs, and even a Funkhauser. Like Mize, yes. like Mize has had some. You know, they had to shut him down last year, so I don't want to even mess around with that. But crap. the, thi- the thing it, about but... Mize, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, you're you fine. You're fine. But the thing about Mize, there's already been rumors that they're trying to get him to Detroit this year. Okay, well, which, fair enough. I, I, fine, whatever. I wouldn't hate it, but like. I know what you're saying. We need some young pitchers. I think it's Fado, Manning, and Burroughs. My thing with Mize is just guys. he's a stud, and the fans will buy in right away. It's kind of like Sekou Dumboya. We're going to talk about him in yep. a little bit, but it, to me it's the same type of thing. The Tigers fans <clears throat> excuse me, have been so tortured the last couple of years with pitching after so many years of just studs in the starting rotation, all the way from Verlander and Scherzer yeah. when Cy Young's down to Anibal Sanchez and Rick Porcello, who were more than serviceable. So for me, it's like just you got to get some identity back because that was the Tigers' identity for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and what's it called? I think Porcello, his rookie year, I don't know if Porcello won the rookie of the year or came in second. I think he came in second that year that they lost in game 163 in Minnesota. He actually pitched in that game. But I, I think he was, what, 20, 21? His first year in Detroit, he was a young kid. I I, I could be completely. I off can't. It. I can't remember. The but top like, of my head. I, I I sounds I, right. When you work in these pitchers, especially like Mize, I'm interested to see if it, like maybe they start off in the pen. Like, because you've seen uh, you've seen successful teams do that to pitchers. Well, like, yeah, that'd be fine with me too. I, but, I just want to see them. Yes, I would agree, and I I think that's the basis of the success this year. And Crone and Stope are actually nice pieces. Stope has actually killed the Tigers in the past when he was yeah, on the Orioles. Yeah, they are. I mean, these are legit. Again, you, you found your four and five hitters and guys who've played in the AL Central the last year. With yeah, Stope and CJ Crone. And actually, guys like not you know bums that come over on the ground. I don't think Harrison and Mercer were bums. They got hurt. We're like Jordan Beckham. Right. Exactly. Oh. But these are guys that can actually coming and play and, and you know help you win some games. So the biggest thing to me, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on the Tigers because we have a lot more to do, my biggest question mark is what Miguel Cabrera looks like come opening day. I mean, I don't know if he's – I have to imagine he'd be healthy. I don't know if he even cares anymore to be in baseball shape. It's just I – 
when you have a superstar like that, and people can say what they want about Miggy, I love the guy. He's done great for the city as far as on the baseball field. Obviously, he's a legend. Um, his, his, they'll put his number in the outfield. Um, but you know, it, it's it's got to be tough to sit through this rebuild. And I, you know, I you have to imagine the day is going to come where they're going to have to eat some of his money and send him off somewhere and hope he wins a World Series when he's you know knocking on the door to retirement. So we'll see with that. Um, with that though, a team that's maybe I don't know if more or less exciting depending on what you think. And I was going to play the Red Wings song. I love this, my favorite song. Uh, the Red Wings. I don't know if you guys even care. Do you, hey, care? Hey, you want to hear something? Sure. I watched my first Red Wings game two nights ago. Really? For the first time in probably like two months. How'd it go? I saw Sedina have that nasty goal on the power play. Really sick. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk about the Red Wings here. I actually have some positive things to say about the Red Wings, believe Sedina, it or not. Sedina, right? Is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we got. We'll talk about Zadina, of course. Um, let's talk about Zadina. We can't. Well, can we? I got to set let's it up. Let's talk. Let about me. It. Let me build. I got to <laughs> set it up. Uh, they beat Montreal at home yesterday, four to three. Franz Nielsen, first and second goals of the season. Thanks for showing up this year. He's making about five and a half million dollars. Whoa! How are uh, you? Wings still only eleven wins in forty-four games. Way at the bottom of the NHL. Uh, positive news: Tyler Bertuzzi, first All Star game. How are you? Leads the team with thirty two points. Um, here's a couple positives that I'm taking on to the team so far. Philip Pronick, fourth on the team in points with twenty three points. Uh, if you're a forward, doesn't look great because to have a defenseman be fourth on your team in points who's not a uh, John Carlson or an Eric Carlson or a Brent Burns or all of the above, uh, Victor Hedman, tough look for the Wings. But Philip Pronick, good piece. Glad to have him. Uh, next piece, Robbie Fabry, 10 goals in 27 games. For that to be a one-to-one trade, I haven't looked at what De La Rose has done in St. Louis. I can't imagine it's been much. He's a third, fourth line guy. He's a I'll PK specialist. Right but that's a I mean, remarkable trade for Steve Eiserman. Um, So glad to have Robbie Fabry. Phillips Zadina, 11 points in 19 games. And this is a guy that a lot of people were very, very frustrated with because – you look around the league and a lot of these teams that have drafted in similar positions as the Red Wings, you know, Vancouver gets Quinn Hughes, New Jersey takes Jack Hughes at number one, uh, you know, Capo Caca with the Rangers. You're seeing a lot of these guys immediately play and have an immediate impact in the NHL level. Yes, Colin. Jacob De La Rosa's numbers in the 24 games he's played for the St. Louis Blues. One goal, three assists, four points, two penalty minutes. Aha, well, the and Wings won that trade. Zero plus minus. Fleece them, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um. But but either way, you know. And so people would look at a guy like Rasmussen, who Rasmussen's been hurt pretty much all year in Grand Rapids. He, that's a guy that if you wanna, if you wanna start to bite your fingernails a bit, that's probably the guy to to do it with. Um. But you know, Zadina, it, it probably took a year longer than fans expected. They wanted to see him up last year. He got you know he he gets some time here and there. Um. And, and you know they stay. Eiserman's been very funny about how he sends him down and brings him back up because he just wants to get him reps. But again, 11 points in 19 games. You look at this team and you got, you know, you're, you're Larkin, you're Mantha, you're Zadina. You're going to have a Valeno come up soon. Hopefully you see him at some point this year. Um, I, I can't stress enough that the future is bright. It's just a matter of the, the fact is that they just they don't win. They don't have enough guys. They're they're strangled by bad contracts. And I still think Blashill's the guy to be here for now. And that's an increasing thing that gets talked about on social media is, you know, whatever the rumors are of, you know, Blashill's days are numbered per whatever source. I don't buy that. There's no reason to fire this guy during the year because what, what would the thought process be? You fire him to win more games. You don't want to win more games because Alexis Lafreniere is out of control. If you ever, if anyone watched the World Juniors, this guy's insane. I would, I would, I would give a digit of my pinky to have this guy at number one. Shout out to Keandre Miller, nice D to D pass, bro. 
Yeah, that was tough to watch. I was not happy about yeah, that. Yeah, immediately after the U.S. scored. But um, So that could lead me in, too. You know, you look at the World Juniors. Joe Valeno wins goal with Canada, six points in six games. Moritz Sider, six points in seven games. Uh, the coach of Germany had a lot of great things to say about him. He was the captain of that team. Uh, so the future is bright, and that to me is like the only thing that I watch for because the the team's not good. It's almost it's it's damn near unwatchable hockey. Um, but your two priorities right now are to find a goalie and get Alexi Lafreniere. Like that's that's to me that's it. Um, Giovanni Smith got some time. He had his first NHL point last night against Montreal. Not sure where he fits into the whole thing. But it's just it's it's still like almost I, I it's just so hard to talk about the wings when these teams are rebuilding, and you know it, it's especially being as bad and again the Tigers were just as bad as the wings are now comparatively in the NHL right now, um, so it, it's hard to talk about that and to get fans to really buy in and and, and watch and understand what's going on. Um, the answers aren't always there, and there's still moves to be made. There's a lot of forwards that the the wings have in their AHL system that you might see some movement from, but. I don't know. I like the wings, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't have much to add there. I watched the World Juniors. I saw Filano play. I saw the the presumptuous number one pick. I don't know how to say his name. So Alexi Lafreniere. He was nasty. And it, the, the tie, I mean, the Red Wings, excuse me, could get their hands on a guy like that. That would be huge. But at the same time, like you, like you they need a goalie and they need defensemen. So, yeah. I, I, and I understand that a lot of money is starting to come off the books soon. Yep. And, like, you might as well build your top sets and, like, get all these good and talented forwards. And, hey, let's still pay, like, next time, like, John Carlson's, like, in free agency, we pay big bucks or something like that, even though he's locked up for a while with the Capitals. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you, you go out and pay a premier, like, defenseman. I get I, that yeah, strategy. I think, I think Tory Krug is a guy that you can put eyes on. I don't know if this is his last year in I Boston. I think he re-signed. I believe he, he did. did really. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's good. Like, that's the name that I've heard that either in a trade piece or, or a free agent signing. They're again, the Wings are a year or two away of making those those kind of signings. But yep, whatever. Right, Erickson off the books this year, but you need to find a goalie. Philip yes. Larson is not. He's he's your I believe your youngest goalie that you have in the AHL has not been great this year. Granted, his first year of professional hockey. So whatever. But uh, Wings play the Senators on Friday at home. Uh, again, the not much to watch there, but stay tuned because they got some big things coming. And with that. We will move into some Detroit basketball because we actually have some news there. I like the drops we got going. Yeah, I was going to say, you've had a pretty good rundown today. Thank you. I Hopefully I don't screw it up because we're bound to get an ad one of these times. Oh. It's going to be an absolute Woo! mess. Uh, Pistons win 115-113. to 113. That was a mess. 115-113 to 113 last night against the Cavs in Cleveland. Uh, they're playing them at home as we speak, correct? Are they not playing them today? Um, you I know don't what? believe so. They're playing. I, I don't think the Pistons are playing right now. Or tomorrow? What uh, they play the Cavs like soon, don't they? I don't know. Let me check. Who cares? Unbelievable. I prepped for this. I was like, oh, this is tomorrow. I, tomorrow at seven okay, p.m. Okay, tomorrow they play. How do they play at home tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Thursday? Yeah. Okay, they play at home tomorrow. Thursday at seven p.m. Uh, Pistons currently sit at tenth in the East. Um, big things to talk about. Obviously, Andre Drummond trade rumors. Uh, Sekou Dumbuya, Derek Rose carrying the team right now. First thing I want to talk about, Blake Griffin having a presumably season-ending knee surgery. I don't care what anyone says, but there's no timetable. He's done for the year. Yep. He's out. He should be. Um, so this sucks. And you kind of knew the risk you were taking, and this is – this is uh, we're living in a nightmare. No, they are not. And I think I, – I, I'm going to sound more optimistic than I have been about the Pistons in a long time. Guess what? The fact of the matter is Blake's an immovable like, project now. Like, his body's deteriorating, and you can't move that contract. Like, you're not going to be able to move on from it, but hey, whatever. 
The Pistons aren't to be very good this year. Right now, I believe they're in the seventh in the lottery right now. And I know it's early to start talking tanking and lottery things, but they need to embrace the tank. We've already heard, and I know we're going to talk about this, the Andre Drummond trade rumors. You saw Atlanta, Boston maybe interested. and Dallas. Yeah, if you can get a pick and stuff like that and then try and get high in this draft and be able to uh, claim an actual, like, cornerstone piece for this franchise and like it's hey like th- that's fine this franchise is not built correctly in the first place yeah they just need to embrace it they need to move right the, yes they need to move on from derrick rose who's been their best player all year yes. i've been completely wrong about derrick rose i thought he was just a washed figurehead he's can he can still ball yeah if i'm philadelphia the la lakers and i need a backup one i go look for that guy and maybe say hey We'll give you like our first round pick that will be like twenty four or twenty five. You can start for the Lakers. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like he could be a good piece for a contending yep. team, and he's cheap too. Yeah, he two for sixteen. Many teams have. I think that. it's like fourteen, isn't it? Seven I, million a I year. Think, I think it's. I thought Either way, I would, yeah, less than still, ten million a it's year. Real, it's he's a cheap. The production he's given you. And I know Andre's expiring, but if if Atlanta's in the mix, you get maybe a Cam Reddish. Maybe I was a, gonna say maybe you get Hunter. Yeah, may, uh, maybe Hunter, maybe DeAndre Bembry, and then you get their because the Atlanta Hawks have two draft picks yes. in this year's draft, and Atlanta stunt this year. They're obviously not going to give you. I think they got the worst record. Right yeah, now. yeah, they're yeah. obviously not going to give you their number one pick. For Andre Drummond on an inspiring deal because that's too big of a risk for them. I believe they would give you the 18th pick and maybe Bembry, Reddish, and of course Chandler Parsons would have to come back to make the money right. work. Yep. But Chandler Parsons and Blake Griffin also best friends. They had those booty parties on that like yacht in Ibiza. Uh, if okay. people forgot about it, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, this but, this this should be this should be the kick in the pants. And Tom Gores came out and said, you know, he understands that the need to rebuild, which is like, okay, at least he breathed the word. But it's, I mean, like, I love Blake Griffin. I do. I think from a person, stand, year. From a person standpoint to a player standpoint, this is just what happens in sports. It sucks. He's not happy about it, I'm sure. But this is a kick in the pants now to where you are not, you are incapable of doing anything significant this year if you do somehow squeeze an eight seed, which which now with Blake gone and you haven't seen, I didn't even forgot that Reggie Jackson was on the team. And that's a guy who you probably won't be able to trade now because I don't know when he's coming back, if he has any value at all. But you are not going to make the playoffs if you do. It's an eight seed, and you get blown out. And you get blown out in four, even worse than you did last year. You need to get rid of Andre, get rid of Derrick Rose. Thank you for your service, and Bill and Sekou's looked good so far through it's a couple awesome. games. He's been great. Good, you yeah. know, prove me wrong. I was like, who's this guy? No one really knew who he was. Whatever. Um, but we can wrap in the Andre stuff in here too. Whatever the price is, and I, I get there's a couple teams now in the mix to go to get him. Bottom line is you need to do this thing right to where you obviously get max value, but he needs to be gone. You, Immediately. You cannot, you cannot let him sit through the trade deadline and lose him for nothing. Nor should you go use your money now to re-sign him because there's no point. Especially since Blake is hurt. Exactly. That, that's, that's, the only, that's the only caveat for me because it's like if Blake Griffin was healthy, maybe you can move him. Yes. Because Andre seems to be a guy who enjoys Seku and their friends and everything. And then, I, I don't know, maybe you could sell me and these fans on, you know, Andre and Seku and this new lottery pick or whatever might be able to 
turn into something new because that would be something completely different that the Pistons haven't had since the the going to work days. But for me, it's like, yeah, Andre's got to go. You guys know I love Andre. Yeah. But the, the problem is that that this is what – who knows if Tom Gorse is actually going to do that. Seriously. It's it, easier said than done. Yep, and he right. clearly isn't a huge basketball-savvy kind of guy, and he will have the final say in that situation yep, because yeah. him and Andre are boys. I, I will say this. I think if Andre wants to go, which I think he does want to go, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's going to sign back with Detroit regardless. I really – I, I – I just feel like he's not. I, I. The if, Pistons shouldn't offer anything. That's no, they the should. They shouldn't. And I think they're going to trade him. And I think they've realized that they have to trade him. And I think he would like to leave. I just, when you're looking at a deal for Andre, you gotta get a pick. And that's the yep. way. Like, like, or you need to get like a young guy who's got upside. Like, I understand you're not getting the value you would have gotten maybe in the summer. Or maybe last summer because he de- he's an expiring contract and he's probably the best free agent on the market. So he, he is, probably yeah. he probably wants to experience free agency, which I understand. But you have to, and like you just said there, Rabinowitz, you have to trade him soon. Yeah, he, I've been texting my buddies Dom and Will every night. Drummond needs to leave after tonight. Drummond <laughs> need, like get him out. It's not that like he's not been good or anything. Right. It's just. He his value decreases every day, and I hate. I think MLB teams do this a lot too, where they just wait and wait until the deadline for like maybe someone to get hurt or something. Just try and make a deal as soon as possible. Yeah, because if you wait at the deadline, you're not going to get the value you want. And the fact of the matter is, Andre Drummond could help a playoff team, and a motivated Andre Drummond is a very productive player in yes, the regular agreed. season. You well know what he's said. averaging right now? 18 points, 16 rebounds, 3 assists, 52% from the yeah. floor. Somebody will take that. Somebody's going to take it. No, he he's a very, very productive player in the regular season. We haven't seen him be productive in the playoffs yet. Maybe that works out for him on a better team, yeah. which it probably does. Yeah, but I like, think so. But you you put Andre Drummond, I know it's almost impossible if you looked at the contracts between the Celtics and the Pistons. It would basically have to be like Gordon Hayward and... Andre straight up, and I don't know if they would want to do that because Hayward's been very good for them this season. My friend literally was like, I think Hayward's like their best player. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we go back and forth on that. But I like he, he would make that team so much better. He'd be so good. They have no true bid. Yeah. And like it, people like to say, like, the bat to the basket game is done in the NBA. Andre you Drummond still need rebounding. Andre Drummond's not a bat to the basket guy. He never no. has been. He's a rim he, protector. And if you put him on a unit and a team where his energy is going to be high at basically every night, he's going to average 20 and 20 because he's just that big of a load. And the one problem I've always had with him in the Piston is his effort lacks a yeah. lot. And you saw that like in the playoffs, he, he his energy lacked there too. So... I think that would be a change of scenery would be good for him, and I think he would want one. It's just about if the Pistons, like you said, they have to maximize his value, but what is maximizing their value? And I think a pick is more important than maybe taking a flyer on it, like another fly, like a Thon maker or something like that. They're not. I, I, obviously, they're not going to try and like Thon makers on to be the centerpiece or something like that, or Thon maker type. But they need to get a pick. I think. Do, do you think that it's important they bring a player back too? Because I look at the I, Pistons as, as far as to. as far as youth Money goes wise. on the Pistons. I mean, you know, obviously Kennard and Seiko are your guys, but like you know, to build through the draft only and not bring back some type of young talent. I mean, like the 
The Pistons are yeah. kind of thin. Like I know I, Bruce, like Bruce Brown. I like, like I, Bruce Brown, I, but I, it's like, are these guys that are going to take your team to the next level? Well, no, not not Bruce Brown, but I think Bruce Brown can be a piece. Like he's someone you'd hang on to just because he he can be he's a, a Tayshawn Prince-esque type player. He's like a good fifth or like seventh man. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, right? no, it does. He's either starting by default or he's coming off the bench. Yeah. One of the first guys off the bench. I completely agree. And if nothing else. To that point, here's how trading Blake or Andre helps, and in this case, most likely Andre. You you're, you're not only not only are you helping kickstart this change that Dwayne Casey has probably wanted to instill from day one, this culture change, and you know doing things his way. You're getting some assets from the future, just as any trade in, in a rebuild does, and you're also opening minutes. Yeah. Just let Seiku play. Here's what I've been telling my buddies all season long. Literally been waiting for this guy. He's been playing in my hometown of Grand Rapids. I don't care. I'd rather be in Detroit. Because here's the thing. I don't care if he shoots 30 times a game. It's not about – he just turned 19 a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It is not about efficiency. This team is not good. It's about getting him experience, getting him shots up, and getting him used to the pace and strength of the NBA because he'll grow into his body like Giannis Antetokounmpo did and Pascal Siakam, the types of guys that he was compared to when he got drafted. That's what you got to do with Seku at this point. And when I when I look at Seku too, I like when you, you talk about letting the guy play. I just I have flashbacks of like Stan Van Gundy and like never playing Stanley Johnson. Right. Not that Stanley Johnson like left and became a great player, but it's just like he had you, the potential. He, he yeah he did the body and the makeup and he just you, you play the guy seven minutes a game and destroy his confidence and he got bitter and he wanted to leave and so I, I agree with you in that and that they, they give Svee minutes now which yes, Collins has been back and forth too yeah. so yeah Svee is fine he's a guy who can contribute off the bench for you maybe give you like fifteen and twenty minutes every once in a while he he he's shown he can shoot the basketball yeah. at a very high level but I will say this about Seku. I wasn't the highest on Seiku because I always I, I will I will admit because I thought they were trying to like in a win now mode for some reason yeah. and you know what maybe Blade's injury is a blessing in disguise and I really think it is I truly do because you're giving Seiku all these minutes I, I I got my buddies telling me that he's the Nets pastel Siakam I'll hold it like <laughs> on that but after I saw that daunting him just mean mugging Tristan Thompson there's something there yeah he's got a better handle than I ever expected him having. Like he 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 can get by people, and, and the shooting is not like particularly great right now. But it's his, just inconsistent. It's his form's not broken. It's not Stanley Johnson. He's throwing a line drive at the rim. Like <laughs> like he's got good form. Like get his jump shot could like fits. Like a Pascal Siakam like comp is a good comp. I don't know if they'll ever get to the level of him on the defensive end like Pascal Siakam. But he, he Seiko looks like a productive player so far. And I the last thing I'm gonna say. When you're talking about like teaching lessons, I thought it was very interesting to Dwayne Casey saying, you're guarding LeBron James. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. 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 You're guarding LeBron James because guess what? I, I know Tony Snell's a better matchup and he could probably guard him better, but we're we're, we're baptizing you by fire. Right. We're, we're, we're learning. Great and, line. And teaching you. Damn. Teaching you like what this leads about and what the physicality was, and guess yes. what? LeBron, whenever he wanted to score like two nights ago, he could score. Yep, no, no doubt about that. Whenever he wanted to, he could have got two points. But still, that's great experience. It's also as a coach, it's knowing the situation too, right? Yes. Like the Pistons are in tenth place in the Eastern Conference. They're three games back from a playoff spot just because that's how bad the East is. But Collins, to your point, real quick, I want to run through this. The Seku's last five games, double figures in all of them, ten points. On what is this? Thirty-six percent against the Clippers, sixteen points on sixty percent against the Warriors, then eleven on thirty-three 
Uh, excuse me, 16. This is a mess. Whatever. It's just, it's inconsistent. He's either 60% or he's 30, and I don't care because he's putting the ball in the basket, and that's all you want at this point because yep. that's what you drafted him to be. He's going to be a swingman score. And honestly, that's what wins in the NBA today. So. I'm, I'm excited. I hope that we get to see the chance of Dwayne Casey take a young team and, and mold them. And... That's the one thing I do question if he wants to do that. I hope he does because yeah. I think he's a really good coach for the Pistons to rebuild and maybe just work in his coaching philosophy. I hope he's up for that challenge. I don't know if he is, though. Fair enough. Uh, Pistons will continue tomorrow against the Cavaliers at home. Uh, as we said, we'll now move into the Lions to wrap the show up today. Uh, I don't know if we teased it on Twitter or Facebook about doing some position grades for the Lions, but we will uh, get to that next week because we're kind of running out of things to talk about. The Lions, right. the Lions season we got the being over. Though. We do have the Bachelor, that's huge. But the Lions season being over kind of puts us in a spot to do, get creative. So some creative content coming your way, including hopefully the video that we edit sometime this year. We're gonna have to sometime this year. Now that it was last year, <laughs> yes, it's been a year now since we've started. The, but the video will be funny. It'd be a nice thing to throw out there. And go, oh, hey, memories. Um, but either way, uh, Lions. Obviously, we missed a couple games since we were away for the break. They finished the season three, twelve and one. When was their last win? The Giants. What Giants month was that? October twenty seventh. Holy hell. Yeah, not good. Uh, that's good. Terrible. Yes, that is. That's Horrible. good for for last in the NFC North. They tried to win against the Packers, which was outrageous. But uh, they. Oh. They Our now, text chain that day was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but oh they have boy. they have now officially secured the number three pick in this year's draft. Um, I guess the biggest things to talk about here, again, we will skip position grades and hold that off until next week. Um, we can do some coaching information here, maybe a little bit of the draft tease because there's been some talks. Um, but, again, I hate the draft is not until April, correct? And correct. everyone talks about it now. Borderline wa- May. It's like the fourth week. Can we just watch April? the playoffs, yep. please? You know what I'm saying? Um some big things, I guess, that came out. No surprises here. Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn um, both have job security for this upcoming season. That's per the Ford family. Um, the two big changes, I guess, John Bonamago out as special teams coordinator, uh, Paul Pasqualoni out as defensive coordinator. If you guys remember, one of the things on my Christmas wish list for the Detroit Sports. I listened to back to that. Paul Pasqualoni out yep. of Detroit. Um, whether you want to say, again, the way I viewed it is him being the scapegoat. I have gotten heat from this from from other friends, family members, whatever. If you don't think that Paul Pascal was the D line coach at Boston College, yes. yes. If you don't think that Matt Patricia took this job and goes, Paul, thank you for all you've done for me. I have finally accomplished my dream. I'm going to give you a, two years. Yep. You're going to get a couple years of defensive coordinator. But I just want you to know, you know, once it hits the fan. You're going to have to go off into the sunset. I don't think Paul Pascaloni will coach ever again. So he got his two years in the NFL, and now he's gone. And if you don't think it was a scapegoat move to to hire in your mentor, and the, the whole sob story Patricia had when he fired him, or I'm sorry, when he moved on, that he was, you know, he's always been a great friend, you know, a, a great coach, an even better person. You know, I look up to this man like, we get it, dude. Like, put it back in your pants. Yeah. But you Paul, both stunk. Paul Pascaloni is now gone. So as I believe it was one of you two said, don't be surprised if you hear a Matt Patricia is now Collins. taking over yep. play calling as a DC. So I agree with that, but the defensive coordinator position is open. John ben- John Bonamago as special teams coordinator, whatever. The special they fired teams, like six coaches. Yeah, they, they did a lot of, but just kind of like whatever, like the, the offensive line coach or whatever, yeah. and like the assistant guy stepped up. So funny story, just real quick. Yes, not, not even a story, but the, the the six assistants getting fired was the day before Pascaloni did. 
And I was just like, we fired the six assistants. I don't see Pascaloni's name. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. There was a second there where I thought we were going to hang on to this guy. But they, you know, they didn't do it on the Monday and they let him walk out in style, whatever. Like, I'm going to spend time with my family. After he made the comment about a month before about how he still needs to pay for his kids to go to college. Yeah, that's so, that's such like a. Like you look back and you're like, okay. Yeah. You can't uh, make that comment. Yeah. And yeah, then he, you walk away to be with your family. Yeah. You loser. Yeah. You bum. Uh, yeah. So whatever. Uh, and he's I not again, a loser. Okay. The, like, I want to attack him personally. Okay. But, well, he's a loser as a coach, in my opinion. But I, like, I can. I. Yeah. It was so he frustrating to watch. It was probably okay. Sorry, Paul, and your family. Yeah, so, that say was sorry. Sorry. Um. But either way, uh, he is out. Uh. Thoughts on that for me. Um. Look, I. When you're in the heat of the season. And things are going as poorly as they did. And I was all fired up about Patricia. I always find a way to buy back in. And this move here, getting rid of Pascaloni, and I'm not saying I'm bought back in, but it was a necessary thing that had to happen for me to go, okay, at least someone's someone's brain is churning in the front office. This guy needed to go. Again, don't really believe that he just walked away. This guy probably knew everyone hated him and wanted him to go. So... I don't know who you have step in here now as your defensive coordinator. I know Wade Phillips obviously is is a free agent. He's on the market. Don't know if he'd come here. I know it's kind of a long shot. But either way, um, to bring a change there was necessary. And now my deal, again, I've never been a, against Bob Quinn. I've, you know, me and Trent have been more on the side of the the roster is you know, in a pretty good spot. You are you know less on that side, Collins. Um obviously this year's draft is a huge draft for Bob Quinn. Um, I have to imagine for Matt Patricia, I don't know what the ex- the expectation coming from the Fords is to contend for the playoffs. So if that means the team goes eight and eight, misses the playoffs, I hate that they said that. By the for, way, for for me, I look at that and I just like it's uh, the Lions might be dead to me if they go eight and eight and the guy's still here next. Would year. Would you rather have them say we want them to contend for the playoffs or Dan Snyder on January second? Happy Thanksgiving! Guys. Oh my god! Well, I didn't know. Yeah, was you're that, right. Was it's, that it's, some kind of like like uh, uh, what's it called? Satire on like the whole Redskins thing? Or I was don't it know. A, that was insane. That guy is so. He's a fool. I, I have yeah, no he's a, idea. He's a fool. I have no he's idea. an absolute fool. Um, but either way, again, my limited thoughts on that is: look, if Patricia's the guy here. I love what Daryl Bevel's done. You need to find a D coordinator and clean the defense up because if your defense is is half. I'm trying to. How do I say this? If they weren't as bad, if they were, as if your half defense bad, is 15th instead of 32nd, maybe you yeah, make the playoffs. Yes. yes, yes, Trent. And again, if Stafford doesn't go down, I get it. But your defense cannot be that bad. No, with the guys. Horrible. Yes. So that's it's one of the all-time worst defenses ever. Yes. Those are my thoughts. Go ahead. I, I will say about the Pastelloni thing. I, I saw it coming. I think we all saw it coming. Yeah. And like the fake firing was kind of funny, but. Like, looking at this Lions coaching staff, I'm interested to see who he brings in because on defense, he can't not, he can't bring in Wade Phillips. It's like he can't because Wade yeah. Phillips runs a 4-3 scheme, and I don't know if Wade Phillips would come and be open to, like, hey, I'll run your scheme, which would be a weird Dude, thing to do. Dude, you know right. what? The, I don't, I don't, I, I, not I, to I, cut you off, but I just I, I wouldn't mind if they brought in Wade Phillips and, and were like, switch Dude, your steam right yeah, just back. switch it back to a 4-3. I don't care. I like, mean, they do have the personnel to still run a 4-3, but yeah. I, I at this point, like, I don't think the Lions would do that, and I especially don't think Patricia would they, do they that. They won't, yeah. So I, I truly believe that Patricia is going to be the one calling the plays on defense, and maybe he has a defensive coordinator, but he's just like, Patricia's still the, like, the main guy working with the defense. I truly believe that will happen. Other than that, I mean, same old Lions stuff. I, I just, Whoa. 
I'm going to say one thing to you guys that I've said a bunch. I just, I personally don't believe a team that is the third pick in a draft. I know Matthew Stafford was out for what, the last six or seven games of the year? The Raiders game, he got hurt. I don't know which one that was. Yeah, so he was out for a substantial amount of time, and he was the whole team. But a team that is the third pick in a draft, and I understand you've seen teams like San Francisco, like they've turned it around immediately in one year. I just am not that confident in the Lions pieces. I, I, I just re- I, even if Stafford comes back and me not being confident, it doesn't mean like they're gonna go like six and ten. I think they'll go like nine and seven. But I'm not happy with that. At this point, I want a team that like ten and six is the benchmark for me to be like really happy with this season because you're probably making the playoffs. Yeah. Like I, I just want to see a team that come out and just be like, wow, this team's actually gonna contend for a division title. When like at like they'll actually like contend for a division title. I, and I understand they lost that final game in Ford Field, like, what, three years ago to the Packers? Yeah. But, like, at, since then, in the one year they went 11-5 and five and lost in Lambeau the final week of the year, I just want a team that's going to contend for the division. And if you make the wild card, fine, so be it. I've lowered my standards. I'm not going to be like, hey, we have to win a playoff game. Just contend for the division. I don't care if you win it. Have a shot in the last three weeks to win a division. And if he's not there... Next year, he has to go because you moved on yeah. from a guy like Jim Caldwell, who was doing the same thing he's going to be doing if he's able to get you the nine and seven. Right. That's not enough. So you got to move on if he doesn't make a major change where they're in the division race until like the last or two, two or three weeks of the year. Completely agree with that. You guys know where I'm at with Jim Caldwell. It's like, I mean, just back the bus up. It's like, dude, you fired this guy because he went nine and seven and right. had three winning seasons in four years and it wasn't good enough for you. Yeah. So this guy comes in, goes six and 10, goes three, 11 and one or way worse than that. Three What? What's the, I don't know. Anyways, it's just, it's in, in terms of Pascaloni real quick. I don't really – and, you know, one of the questions you got on here, Ryan, is, like, who who do you want to bring in? Mm-hmm. I am – I'm. it sounds lazy of me, but I, I don't I don't have any ideas. No I'm not idea. looking into it because no I don't – quite frankly, I don't care. I'm at the point where, Matt, Patricia, dude, just give us results. I don't really care yeah. if, who you, does if it? you took yeah. the best guy on the market or if you took the 63rd guy on the market. Just please don't take another defensive line coach from the worst Power 5 conference in, in, in college football. bad Boston College. Dude. That's, like, the most insulting thing. It was, like, the defense – it's not, like, the defensive line coach at, like, Bama. Right. Yeah. It was a defensive line Boston. coach from – College. Boston College, who hasn't been relevant since they played Michigan State in a champ sports bowl with Matt Ryan. They haven't been relevant since. And they hired a defensive line coach from Boston College. It's tough. Should have been a red flag from day one. But whatever. Oh, it was. But with, it with was. Patricia, it's like, look, and, and Ryan and I briefly, you briefly talked to me. We texted about this after Pascaloni got fired. I'm with you in, the, in, in this sense. It, kind of, it allows me to buy back in because, and, and again, we'll get into – if we're bought in later, but it allows me to get those wheels turning at least because at this point, if Matt Patricia does take over play calling duties on defense and the defense does show significant growth and, and and like Colin says, they compete for the division. Then I'm completely, you know, Matt Patricia, I'm sorry. Whatever, you know, like you, you got us 10 wins this year, whatever. Yep. I want to go back to this and we'll get into all this later. I'm just going to roll off the top of my head. You can't tell me you can't, you can't sell me on the fact that this, this, uh, the Lions' pieces aren't good enough to compete because here, here's here's where I guess I, I kind of differ a little bit is when your coaching is so bad and the system is so bad and the team is so bad, it's hard for these guys to stay locked in. And I know that you guys all understand that and everything, but a guy like 
I don't know, Trey Flowers. You know, you know what Trey Flowers' career high is in sacks? Seven and a half. You know what he had this season? Seven. And he was getting ripped all year because yeah. we paid him a lot of money, and I get it. All right. context considered. But he did not have a bad year. No one on defense, in my opinion, had a bad year. Jared Davis wasn't great. Snacks Harrison wasn't great. But these guys, they, they got – if you can give me a guy who knows football and who's going to come in here and coach this team and actually do something other than wear his glasses on his nose and look like he's 90 years old, yeah. then maybe these guys will play. And, and, and you know, tease and draft, whatever. Jeff Okuda, maybe he comes in and you get rid of Slay. I, I really don't know. But what I do know is you got a quarterback who's literally a top five quarterback when he's healthy. And then you have piece, Marvin Jones would, and, and Kenny Galladay probably would have tied for the NFL lead in touchdowns if Marvin didn't go on IR. There's so many things to look forward to. TJ Hawkinson's still young. Carryon Johnson's still young. They're, they've committed to both of those guys. Yep. This offensive line is young for the most part. So it, I just, you can't sell me that the roster's the problem. And I know we talked about this a hundred times. So I'm glad that the, the, the moves have been made in the right direction to at least get correct the coaching problems because for me that's been more what it's about. And the the two things I want to do next week is I, I said it a million times now, but we'll do position grades. I want to yeah. talk about Darius Slay um, and his future with the Lions. Uh, I think that's another topic do, that we. Do you can want all... me to spoil it? He's not going to be back with the Lions. I'm sure. We don't need to talk about it. Okay, so you're saying that he's going to be traded this offseason. I I see no if they're going with the whole like Bob Quinn Matt Patricia like way way like. It's my way or the highway. Quandre, like, yeah. Like, he, see ya. He's gone. Right. Fair, okay. Fair and enough. I, and can, his play did regress this year. So why? Yeah. I, right. I, he's, I, I, he's lost a step, but we can again. We can do. I it. don't think they want to pay him. Yeah, we'll do it more, next week. More next yeah, week. Sorry. Um. The the one thing that I want to do here quickly before we wrap up the picks for the year. Not that we have any more picks to give, but we will give the leaderboard. Uh, mostly because I have drops for it, and I think it's kind of funny. So just humor me. Um, this news that's come out now, obviously the Lions at number three, and again the draft is months away. So Mel Kiper can shove it with all his mock drafts and whatnot. I don't care to hear about it. No one actually knows anything that does that stuff. Um, the, the rumors that have now been swirling of the Lions being interested now or being a player to take, obviously Alabama former Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. I was close. No, it's not. A... Tagovailoa, right? Yeah, it's so I switched right. the letter or something. Um, there's whatever, I don't even know who's saying it, that the Lions are interested in him at three. Um, so we can wrap this into a little bit of Stafford's future again. We've been going for like an hour 15, so I don't want to drag this out. In my opinion, and I, I don't know where your heads are at, the fact that people think that this is the guy to take it three actually makes me want to crawl inside and in a hole and just die it's not even that like i it's it's the most ridiculous and infuriating thing and the fact that they're not gonna take him at three and people are gonna get upset about it and want quinn's job for it it makes me almost want to just like like never watch football ever again there and i think this is coming more from the national media than the local media that like hey the if two was there you should draft him i and i don't know what his medicals are before that like yeah, before that you know like Tua was one of those like generational guys he's just that accurate whatever i maybe didn't see it like that but a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me did but i don't i i just don't think they're going to do that and and the reason it's stupid to me is stafford is so like has been so good this last season and I, I understand maybe if his bat's a little bit more messed up than he's let on and he might be like in 
jeopardy of never playing again, something like that. You go out and draft a quarterback maybe like in the second round or something like that. Maybe draft Jacob yeah. Eason in yeah. the second or if round. Or Fromm's still around somehow. Yeah, you, you, you maybe you do that. And Shea Patterson? Like, yeah, no, yeah. Shave your. <laughs> shave your. But, uh, like, like you got to play the cards out with Stafford at this point. And it, it's if, so nice to hear you say that, by the way. I, I, my only criticism with Stafford, and I, I can honestly make the same argument, is that I just don't think they're going to win like a Super Bowl with Stafford, and he almost deserves better than having to stick with the Detroit Lions, so they might as well trade him and try and get high value. I don't have that take anymore because I like Matthew Stafford. I always have, even if it didn't sound like it last year. But I I, I, I think you just got to ride it out, and you need a lot of other things than a quarterback at this point. Yes. And if you're getting the number three pick in the draft, you're going to get high value even – I think they're going to trade the pick. I know we're yeah. going to talk about it a lot. I think so, too. It's because, just a gut feeling. Because I think they want to draft the cornerback out of Ohio State. Like I said, I don't want to say his last Okuda. name. Okuda. Okuda. It's not that hard, man. Okuda. Sorry. You know it's not that hard. <laughs> he's Fine. Just, Okuda. He's, he's, he's a little shaken. Okuda Matata. He's a little rattled. I'm from always the, shaken. When I, when, volatile. Like speaking, like <laughs> vocabulary. But that, so that wasn't correct either. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, I don't think you, they want to draft a cornerback at three. They don't feel all like certain he's going to be a generational talent. I I I think they want a defensive tackle. If I I would want a defensive tackle. So like we said, we're not going to talk about the draft. I just think there's a lot of other needs, and I don't think they're. And if someone else wants to go that high, let them move up. For I, yeah, I say, dude, bluff all you want. You yeah. can be like, yeah, you know, we're, we're taking Tua. I but dude, if some if for some reason they take a Tua at three or any quarterback at three, then clearly something's wrong with Stafford that we don't know. But I but I again, I don't want to get into the draft stuff. I think your your needs are elsewhere. And truly, I think your window with Stafford here, you have to go all in with two this years. guy. Two years, max. you have yeah. you have two you have two years left with this guy. You have to give him everything you have to do it for the first time in your organization's history can you please just surround the man with enough on offense and give him give him a good defense and and if it doesn't work out then i'll throw my hands up and go i was wrong and you can get rid of him let him walk away whether he retires or you trade him or or he goes somewhere else and and shame on me and we start all over i will say this I think Stafford has enough weapons on offense in the skill positions. I do, too, because the offense yes. was good. Yes, and you look at the offensive line and the run production this year, you hate to say it, but you're going to have to draft another offensive lineman in the second or third round. Yeah. Or the first, like, yeah. I, I, don't, I, it, I don't even hate to say it. I, I think, I, yeah. It, it, like, There's the, nothing wrong with that. The it's money, necessary. The thing that bugs me about Bob Quinn and how he gets off scot-free, like, people forget how much money he invested in that offensive line and none of it worked. Like, Rick Wagner, not very good. Like at He's all, been terrible. yeah. And they, and they're like, probably gonna let Glasgow walk too, which yeah. is, just absolutely makes me sick. But and yeah, because I think he's a pretty good guard. Yeah. But and then like Lane, all the like he gave it his best, but he he that's wasted just, money he too. Just, yeah, he, he wasn't out. great either. He, he was damaged goods. goods. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. That was great. You minds guys think are alike. in sync. That's a, that's such a dad thing to say. Yeah. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. like, I love when dads say that. <laughs> but uh. I, I just don't get why he gets off scot free. Like with all the money, he's kind of like the money they've went out and spent has not really worked out yet. Like any of it. Like and free agency, he's had some draft picks that have like hit majorly. Well, like, I would argue Justin Coleman was a home run. Yeah, but like after the first like six weeks of the year, did we hear from Justin Coleman? No, but you didn't hear from anyone in the secondary. Yes, you know, yeah, that's I mean fair. That, that's that that's just that's my rubric kind of at this point because like 
it, and, and I always say this, but I, I didn't judge Matt Stafford last year because Jim Bob Cooter was so bad. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not judging the defense this year. Like, Trey Flowers, I think, will come back next year and have a great season. So I, I, that's just kind of where I'm at. I think Justin Coleman is a good signing. I think Trey Flowers will be a good signing. And I think Hawkinson will end up being a good pick. And I think Ragnall's been awesome. So, yeah, yeah, like you said. It's it's more about free agency than draft. I I just I I hope they move from the third pick, and if they're gonna go with the third pick, just throw best talent on the board, and then figure it out from later. Because if you re- like the need, they really like the needs they have is cornerback, and I would be annoyed if they just traded Slade to draft another cornerback that I'm gonna have to wait two or three years to be like yeah. pretty good. Like I I have no doubt Okuda's gonna be good. He's me like. Ohio State DBs are almost can't miss at this point. The last, like, five years, you looked at the whole Saints secondary is basically Ohio State DBs, and they're all productive. Yep. But, I, like, if you're that high and you believe in Stafford and you believe in the money you've invested and you believe maybe Deshaun Hand gets healthy next year, which I think was a big piece they missed this year. Deshaun Hand, when he played, was effective, yeah. yep. and he was really good as a rookie. So maybe if he gets healthy, hey, maybe that solves some of the issues on the defense line. Maybe Snats has a better year. Maybe Trey Flowers like gets fully healthy and turns it around. And he wasn't bad at the back half of the year. Trey Flowers was a lot better at the back half of the year than he was in the beginning of the year. Yep. And like maybe Will Harris like gets out of these like growing pains. I get all of that. But if you like if you're gonna keep the third pick, just please go best position available, best player. I don't even care if it's Jerry Judy. Like let's go all in on the offense at that point. Yeah. Like let's just like get all this talent. It, it like. If you're going to keep the pit, do that. Just don't pick on position need at three. All right, so uh, as we said, next week we'll get into a little bit more of the draft stuff on some position grades to end the year. But what we do have to do is recap a tremendous year of the picks. Probably the last time that we're going to hear this music for a while. That's awful. Sad to hear. We have no more picks to give. Oh, no. Is it the ad? ad? Oh, yeah, turn it it, off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Bad mojo. Um, whatever. The the picks are here. That's that was all I wanted was the music, the intro. Well, Colin, stupid go ad. Acapella. Our leaderboard to end the year. The last game we picked was the Tampa game. I think. I think everyone might have gone one and one. Maybe, but either way, they got trounced by do Tampa. You, do you have drops for everybody? I have. I have a couple. Can Ryan I guess Collins. what my drop is? No. No, I know what it is. It's gonna be oh brother, this this guy guy stinks. Uh, No, but that is my job. First place, while Rabinowitz exits on the YouTube. (laughs) In in first place, we have Ryan Collins, seventeen and uh, come on, come on, come on, seventeen and eleven for Ryan Collins. Impressive. How are you? He's a betting man. He made a lot of people a lot of money. He's a betting Uh, man. Betting podcast. How are you? Hard fade on the clap there. Uh, in second place, I think it's the same thing we did last year. Second place, myself, uh, thirteen and fifteen. Trent and I were right there together. But in last place, uh, <laughs> Trent Valley, that twelve was... and sixteen on the season. Man, not a great year for Trent. Not a great year for the Lions either. Exactly, that's what it is. I mean, like, <laughs> come on, that's yeah. what it is. Is it not? We Next year, the Lions go ten our, and six. I'm winning this. We're a product of our own environment. But that was the picks for that year. But uh, another. That's our last. When does the NFL season start? September. So September. No more picks. By the way, me just saying that. Next year, when the Lions go ten and six, that just gave me huge flashbacks. We could dig up so much bad tape of yeah, me of me saying this was a, a team was going to win the Lions. I see eleven game. wins. I see eleven wins I on this schedule. I remember going. This this is the year the team wins. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where's their playoff gosh. game? No, I remember. And they haven't I remember, won since Halloween. I will I say this. Remember what's going through this whole thing, being like, you know what? Everyone just says it's not going to happen, and then it does. And then you know what? Then they win a oh, playoff yeah. game. I think and this then is they suck, win dude. another. These guys one. make me look so dumb. <laughs> All right. Well, let's I, wrap it up for today. I, I will say. Go ahead. I one want thing. one more thing to say. One more. I will say this. You guys have become more rational. As the podcast is going, uh, like, that's why we compliment each other. No, no, we make each other better. We become better people. No, but at, I think it was after the Minnesota game. I genuinely just saw you guys like, yeah, this team just doesn't have it. Like you, and there were still possibilities that maybe like they could make a run. Yeah, you, we, you guys were like, I just don't see it. I remember how it felt with the words rolling off my tongue of this team just isn't good. Yeah, it was like, tough. yeah, yeah, it was a tough day. Yeah, um, I'm right. proud of you guys. Thank you. That's it. That's an hour and a half. It was had, a great episode. Yeah, it was. was we good. got a lot done. Yep. And obviously, as the weeks go on, we got to get creative. So, again, if you're listening, leave a comment on the Facebook page. Tweet at us. I'll drop it all there in a second for my little exit spiel. If you have ideas, if you have questions. Please participate. Suggestions, let us know. We want to get you involved. Now that we can see who listens on Spotify and iTunes, we're coming for you. Yep, we yep. have a list. Can I give a Colin Cowherd outro? Sure. Actually, I mean, no, before you do your no, thing. No, A Colin Cowherd tease. I hate Go Colin ahead. Cowherd. I do too, but do what you got to do. Next week on the Motown Rundown, oh. tune in. It's going to be a report card. Yeah. There's a couple guys that I think won't be on the roster. We'll take a look next week. Wow, thank you. That was that a very track. good impression. Thank you. That was good. I will say this. Shout out to Steph again, and I'm being dead serious. I've gotten, like, Five or six people are going, this is huge that you guys are on Spotify. Yes, I'm actually, actually going to listen now. Yeah, that, that is awesome. It's uh, all about accessibility. So, again, uh, do not miss a single episode of the show. Search Motown Rundown on iTunes. Search Motown Rundown on Spotify. You can follow us, subscribe, whatever you got to do to see all of our episodes. Uh, we're recording on Wednesdays now, not as late as we are tonight. It is now almost 11 o'clock, and Ryan Collins has the itch to get out on the town. Woo! Sorry I'm not for that. going anywhere. I'm going in my bed, baby. All right. Well, we do appreciate your time here today, Collins. Thank you for coming out. I'm fired out. up. Um, thank you to our Facebook Live listeners. That's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Again, do not miss a single episode. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We have new episodes every week. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Hello, everybody,